This is the Jazz Violin Podcast, episode 43, and today I'm chatting with Eva Slongo. Thanks so much for joining me today, guys. Um, I'm going to start, as I always do, tell you a little bit about my Patreon account. If you want to know what Patreon is, keep listening. It's a, it's a way that you, the listener, can support me, the content creator. It means that you don't have to listen to like me uh, advertising loads of things on here. It means that you can support me uh, because you love the podcast so much. That's what it's there for. Um, it's a sort of... It's like a charity thing. It's like if you want to support the podcast, you can. You don't have to, but if you want to, you can. And if you feel like you uh, can afford to do so, then you can. And you can do it for as little or as much as you want. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Really, you can find links to that in the description of this pod. In the description of this podcast, um, or go to www.patreon.com forward slash Matt Holborn. It's also a place that you can get involved with my Jazz Violin Practice Club, which is basically a little insight into my practice routine. You can join me once a week to practice along with me whilst I'm practicing something new uh, to work on jazz violin. So we're basically practicing together. We do it um, every Monday and Saturday at the moment. And yeah, you can find out how to get involved with that on Patreon also. And now to my guest, Eva Slongo, one of the leading lights of jazz violin in France, uh, one of the people that I think of as being synonymous with that Parisian jazz violin sound. We talk a little bit about Eva's sound and Eva's approach to jazz violin, and we chat about her current project at the moment. It's a real great conversation. I enjoyed being a part of it, and I hope you enjoy listening. Give it up for Ever slongo. Thanks for doing this with me today. No, no, it's a cool. It's a, it's. A, I'm happy. Yeah, <laughs> good. I'm sorry, I don't speak English very good. Maybe you have to repeat your questions sometimes. <laughs> Uh, you'll speak better than I speak French. I've been learn. I've been learning to speak French. Yes. Yeah, been trying my hardest. All for the last, for the last year, on oh, a bit under a year, I've been practicing using a thing called Pimsler. Do you ever? Do you know that thing? No. It's like an online course. Okay. But it's all very oral, so it's like you don't really you learn via hearing and speaking. Mm -mm -mm -mm. So yeah, how how are you doing? You good? Good, good. And, yeah. You know, I um, as I said, I have children, small, and yeah. Uh, next week there will be nursery and and school, so I, I enjoy it. It's but, uh, holiday is not holiday. It's always uh, yeah to do and no time and no time for nothing. Yeah. And a lot of organization and and uh, it's good, but I'm tired. <laughs> but you both you. 
and your partner are, are musicians, aren't yes. they? Yeah. So that's that. That I can imagine that is that is difficult, isn't it? Yes, it. but it's not so difficult because he has also some time. You know, it's not if he would mm. uh, uh, if he would be uh, the whole day away, it would be more mm. more for me you know more to do for me yeah, so yeah. we can uh, share the 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 work <laughs> that's great yeah yeah but yeah it's not Excellent. so it's not so easy not so easy yeah well yeah basically this i don't know if you've if you've uh, checked out this podcast before but yeah i i did a little bit i didn't listen all the podcasts but i went to see your the website it's in spotify also no yeah 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 it's good yeah, all, yeah. Good. Uh, but good. you know generally all what what i do is i just i'm just gonna ask you you know how you uh how you first got into playing and sort of and we go from there really so yeah we'll start with that how did you start playing the violin uh the violin um no i'm i uh, was born in uh family musicians my my parents were both musicians um my mother piano player and my father organ player and um, but i i i i heard my mother uh, do doing a concert when i was four with with the violin player and then i i knew i wanted to absolutely to play violin and then i began in the conservatory with classical music i studied classical also uh, professional professionally and then uh, during my 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 professional classical studies i began to study jazz um, with pierre blanchard because i was in switzerland I, I i was born in switzerland from there and pierre blanchard was going to 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 give some jazz violin lessons once a month in switzerland and i i, I took classes with with him and then then I finished my classical studies. I didn't want to hear about classical anymore, <laughs> and I, I, I was, um, yeah, I studied more jazz and studied uh, with the Didier Lockwood in Paris. And then I, I stayed in Paris some time. And uh, now I, yeah, and now I, I play really mostly jazz, but. But recently, I I went back to classical too, and now I just recorded an album, uh, mixing both mm. for the first time. Oh, cool! Yeah, we'll talk a bit more about that in a bit because I have yeah I've been checking that out recently. Would just be cool to go back a little bit um, to you know when you when you were first getting into playing jazz. I discovered. Jazz violin only when I was 20 years old. Before, I never heard of it and I, I didn't know it exists. I, I, I thought I, I didn't like jazz. Yeah. Uh, I really was into classical, you know, really, yeah. really, really deep into classical. Yeah. Uh, and um, I, I watched a documentary about Yehudi Menuhin mm -hmm. and he was playing with Grappelli mm -hmm. and that's like like that that i i discovered jazz violin hearing grappelli i i i thought what this this exotic way to play violin i really i really really liked that so much uh yeah 
but it was so mysterious for me, you know. Yeah. And um, and then I interested uh, myself in Grappelli's music, Django. I I I listened a lot of uh, Django and Grappelli first. First for me, um, my hearing. I I I was not used to modern jazz, so so I listened a lot to gypsy jazz, and this gave me an access to the jazz that I really didn't know, and and then then with Pierre Blanchard also he made me discover Charlie Parker, John Coltrane, and other mm. instruments also. But first I had really I um. I had really no idea about jazz, and that's really with Grappelli that I I I began to listen a lot, and then I didn't ha know how to learn because it's different in jazz. Uh, a lot of jazz musicians are autodidact, self-learning. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. And but in classical, I was so used to have to to always I I, I had always lessons, lessons, and. Uh, all very with with structure and I really was not able to begin jazz without lessons and what I was so lucky to have lessons with Pierre Blanchard and it took a lot of time some years that to to put myself into jazz uh, violin classes but but uh, to to play it it it's it, it took a lot of time but I was really because he he gave me a lot of but. Uh, um, it was very good, um, very uh, concrete, you know, what he teached me. And I really needed that. Mm. And um, But before, yes, I also, um, then after um, discovering uh, Stefan Grappelli, some some day I I was in a bar and I I was knowing some people and there was a, a guitarist playing bossa nova and I tried to play with him I really didn't play any jazz still but the fact to improvise that gave me uh, so much joy so much uh, I was <laughs> I I didn't sleep in the night after that I I was <gasps> I want to do that. <laughs> I was, it's, it's, you know, it's, it was so, so strong, this feeling. I was playing a concerto and a lot of classical orchestra, but I, 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 I really never had this feeling before. I don't know. The, uh, mm. Is this before you had got lessons? You got, you, you had, yeah, that yeah, was before. Okay. So I was playing, uh, I, I really... I don't know what I was playing this day, but yeah, I yeah, felt yeah. already this thing with improvisation, you know, I did a, a strong thing, a, a strong, strong uh, connection with people also that were uh, dancing. And that was incredible for me to, to play near people dancing because I really was not used to that um, in classical. <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah I, I, it was, I, 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 I don't know, I felt really something special and this also made me go uh, more to, to I, I wanted to improvise and then I tried also I, I tried other styles to 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 go to improvisation like um, like uh, I tried tango for example I went to Argentina to study tango but I realized <laughs> there 
that there was not so much improvisation. So, but there I I met a jazz violin, uh, a, a Swiss uh, jazz violinist, and she she was before she was studying with Pierre Blanchard too. And she was play, playing jazz, uh, jazz manouche, very, very good, you know. And I, then in, uh, in Buenos Aires, I, I, I listened to, to her and I thought, okay, I, I, I really want to do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's so funny. That's a really that's interesting funny. way of getting there. Um, and I've been thinking about this recently. People, you know, like some people, they get into playing jazz or whatever because they hear the music from an early age and they go, I'm going to just do that. I want to make that sound. But some people, and I think that might be me as well, right? You get you get the bug. I mean, obviously you love listening to it as well, but the, the thing that first caught you was the feeling of playing it, was the feeling of improvising yes. rather than hearing it. The first thing that caught me yeah. was when I was playing with friends, improvising, and I was like, exactly what you said, how do I, um, you know, how do I carry this on? And, you know, I think I had a different, slightly different way in because my grandfather was a jazz musician. Ah. But I, I've, you know, he, he his, my way in was him playing with me, playing with him, ah. you know, me playing blues with him or whatever. Ah. And it's that feel, but it was the feeling of playing. It was, was, was the first way in rather than hearing it on the rec, hearing records and going, yes, yeah, that's yes. what I want to do. So yes. that's interesting. For me, it was both. Yes, it was both. Uh, the discover of uh, Grappelli first, and then playing improvisation, and then thinking, ah, I like that, and I want to improvise. I I I tried um, ja jazz and also baroque music and uh -huh. uh, other um, ba Balkanic music, you know. Uh -huh. But then uh, I chose jazz to go more deep into. Yes, because I, yeah. I, I I really liked yeah more and I, I I felt maybe that even if there are a lot of rules for improvisation it's there that I could mm. uh, improvise more you know yes and let me go and 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 I really liked this sound this sound of uh, jazz violin it was very special for me yeah yeah. So um, I think I've I think a I've spoken to a couple of people who were, who got lessons with Pierre Blanchard. What were the first steps for you into playing jazz violin from classical to jazz? What um, techniques did you first start off with? Um, I really really started with uh, Pierre Blanchard. He 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 teach, he he made me study uh, Stefan Grappelli first. But also comping with the violin, we had some um, group lessons, and we had to 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 do the comping ourselves. It didn't didn't sound good, but it's good to 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 learn jazz. It's good to 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 learn to do that, to practice that. And um, ah, the first months it was uh, really slow uh, for me because. Um, I had never played jazz and it was only once a month so it took quite time until I, I began to understand uh, what's, what was going on but, but I, 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 um, I studied first uh, 
minor swing and the solo um, of Grappelli and the well, uh, Pierre teached me with his uh, own method. He was he was at this time he was developing his um, his book, and I was uh, well. It was not released still, so he was um, teaching me uh, without the method, but the the, the same content than mm. than method, and and uh, ah yes, then I had I I remember. Uh, some months after, I I, I had a roommate who was playing blues guitar, and also I I began to to play with him a little mm. blues, and uh, that was nice. And then I I met some people in Switzerland in Geneva. I I was studying in the Conservatory of uh, Geneva, my, making my my diploma, uh, my my study there, and I met some people there to play with, and also in Lausanne. So. And in in Fribourg also yes I I met I met several well, I met the people in Switzerland the guitar player that were uh, playing gypsy jazz you know mm. there there were not a lot but uh, I had I had like three three bands in Switzerland I was beginning to to play with and um, but I couldn't imagine. To do that professionally, you know, because I really was in, involved in classical, and my goal was was to teach or to be professional uh, violinist in a in orchestra, you know. But but then I I, I was really miserable <laughs> in classical. <laughs> I I didn't I didn't have what I was not conscious really of that, but but I was. I, I was a little depressed in general. I it it, I, it didn't suit me, you know. The all the all everything the but the 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 atmosphere in this um, in this um, you know in this world um, and also you know the the the, the it's really difficult. Um, you know, you. They, um, I had. I. I was lucky. I had very good teachers, but it's so hard uh, because they. You know, um, you have to to. You have a score. You have to do like that. Like that, like that you know? But then at the end, you have to find your personality. And I. I was. I. I. It. It was. I. I. I was not able to to find my own personality. With so much rules to 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 do, you know, and in in jazz, I began to 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 play with these bands and and uh, then to earn some money one day, and then another and another gig and another gig and it was crazy because um, for me I I, I was. Uh, um, paid for doing something that made me so much pleasure and it was uh, I, I was so happy you know so it was incredible for me to to be paid for that <laughs> and uh, so it was very gradually that that um, I made more and more jazz and then I, then I had my final diploma when I was uh, 25 or something like that 
And then I, I decided to stop, uh, to make a break with classical and and really to concentrate more in jazz because in jazz because because there was um, I had more and more gigs and I uh, I could mm, I, I I was feeling really better in jazz so so in the music in the uh, with the with the world of jazz the atmosphere I, I was feeling so better and. Well, gypsy jazz. I I um I I was a lot. Uh, I play mostly gypsy jazz first. It's funny that you said that. You know, your your goal was to be um, in an orchestra or to be a teacher, but but you didn't actually want to do that. And I think that's no, really I, easy. No, I didn't. It's really easy for us to do that as well. Just as musicians, you sort of just everyone travels down the one road. Yes, and you think. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing this right now, so this is obviously what I want to do. Yeah. And you never think to yourself, wait a minute, actually, do I want to do this? And... <laughs> it was just uh, normal because, you know, my parents were also a mm. classical teacher in conservatory. Mm. And I don't know, it's it was just yeah. like that, you know, it wasn't That's like interesting. That. And then, but, but I was depressed and I didn't yeah. really know why, you know, and yeah. then I... I, I, I took a consciousness um, that that it was like classical music was very something heavy to carry, mm. you know. Yeah. Somebody yeah. one day, I I was I was um, speaking with somebody, and she she told me, uh, but when you speak about uh, classical, it's like you have a big bag to carry, and then <laughs> you speak about jazz, and your your face is changing. It's like joy and happiness. Yeah. Couldn't you maybe uh, uh, <laughs> be professional jazz violin yeah. player? And I said, no, it's impossible. What what are you talking about? It. <laughs> it's impossible. Huh? Maybe no. Maybe. Yeah. Huh? And then, then that was the beginning of the yeah. this process of. Uh, going more into jazz and, mm, and uh, that's very interesting let a little classical more behind mm. and more behind you know yeah i think you know sometimes we think uh if you've got a if you come from a musical family that um you know well every every everything is different right i don't mm. come from a very musical family and a lot of people don't you know but you did and that's funny that you that perhaps because your family were so entrenched in a certain type of music that yeah. it was harder for you to move away from that type of music. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe harder than it would have been was for me. Because my mum, mm. if I said to my mum, "I'm going to be a classical violinist," she's like this, okay. And then if I say, "Or I'm going to be a jazz violinist," she's like, okay. She doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't really. Yeah, not yeah. that she doesn't know at all, but she's not. She's not entrenched in that world. So that's yes, that's yes. very interesting. Yeah, mm, mm, mm. but my parents um, were not like uh, you know they are really into classical, but they were, they are open. I was lucky they were open yeah, too, yeah. you know, and yeah, they saw I was more um, um, ah, épanoui, épanoui. Uh, I, I I was feeling really better and better and better. Uh, more I played jazz, better I felt. So mm -hmm. they were happy, happy for me to be happy, you know. Yeah. But um, they could have been more closed, and they were not so. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you've had, you know, that was a, you know, you had a good start, and yeah. um, 
Did you do, did you do some work with Didier as well? Is that right? I think I've yes, I think yes. I I, well, then I after my classical studies, I went to Paris to make his school. To nice. And um, there, I studied really more. Mm. Practiced a lot. I practiced a lot more. Yeah. Because okay. it was all only for jazz, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and what's that like going to a um, somewhere that's so focused on the violin? Because I mean, that I, to me, that's such a like. You know, I've never. I studied. I, I did study on a jazz course myself, but you know, that's a jazz course in a place set up by a violinist. To me, that's quite quite mad. To to a lot of jazz violinists, that actually probably feels quite crazy because we're so used to being. Jazz violinists uh, can often feel like they're the only one who does what they do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yes. in the in and I imagine in Didier Lockwood school, that's no way. Of course, everybody. There's loads of violinists, right? Yeah, not but it's a school with with uh, all instrument instruments, and we were like uh, six or seven uh, violin players. Okay. One cello player. Uh-huh. It it was not. Uh, it's not a, a school full of violin players. Uh, it's it's more. Uh, yeah, in each instrument, I, I a uh, class of each instruments, and that was really interesting. But mm. violinists maybe are more integrated than in other schools because uh, yes, I know. Uh, I met some. Well, there were. Uh, I met some students in in jazz school that that hadn't violin teacher and that came to me to 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 to, to learn the technique mm. really because um, yeah i know um, yeah it, it was really good this school um uh, i really liked so uh, so much to to study there um i had also jo- joan renard as a teacher he's really really uh, Excellent, really. You don't, you know. Um, I think that maybe I, maybe I know what the name is written down, but maybe I haven't heard. What? Say it again, please. Joanne Renard. Joanne Renard. He plays with Roman. You know. Okay, I think. Oh, I do know who you mean. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah I do know who you mean. Does he? Does he play piano as well? No, this is uh, Christophe Cravero. He's ah, amazing that's... too. Yes, yeah. But Christophe Cravero didn't uh, really teach a lot. I think I had some classes with him, but like one or two lessons uh, yeah, in the school of Didier. But Joanne was here every Monday. and uh, No, ah, I don't remember, but re- regularly. And then yeah. Didier was coming regularly too. Yeah. And we had also other violin players that that came like one time uh, Costelnitescu, uh, uh, one time uh, Ricardo Hertz, a Brazilian uh, mm. uh, violin player that had studied also with uh, DJ Lockwood. Um, a lot of uh, other people that was very, very interesting then yeah. each time to to receive some new uh, informations. But Didier and Joan Renard were more for following us really uh, more precisely. But mm. um, but it's yeah. good. And then also the um, 
the whole um, pedagogic uh, direction from the school, the rhythm, and you know, um, I really learned how to to practice um, the rhythm feeling, the swing feel, and the, and the hearing also. Mm. So I I began there to to sing also to practice. Uh, playing chords and singing together to develop my my ears you know and then then i used that also because i began to sing and to scat mm. a lot and then to do it uh, on the scene you know by yeah. the in concert but but it comes from there actually and mm. also the the rhythm feel um didier was very very uh, demanding uh-huh with rhythm okay you know very uh, concentrated focused uh, focused on on uh, correcting uh, everybody on rhythm on bow technique and um, and on storytelling with the violin uh, Didier was really um, demanding us to to use fingers uh, really 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 almost only fingers of the, the the right hand you know like uh, really really for the attack mm -hmm. of the knot really just yeah. use the fingers but he was uh, so, so insisting so much on that then then we we were like okay. but then then you have to you know to go go further and just uh, you can use bow too but but he was really making a practice re really with fingers like that so he would make you practice only moving only 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 uh making yes, the bow yes move to, to get with used, fingers mm -hmm. yeah. yes to get used to use the finger yeah to do the attack of the notes yeah. the beginning of the notes to to have more to be more precise in mm -hmm. rhythm rhythmically because the, the 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 rhythmic precision was for for him the the, the most important mm. thing and and um, i think that's why he he made us use so much the fingers first he was making you use only your fingers but that's as a to practice yes not to practice. not 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 he wouldn't say hey where every time you do a gig you can only move your fingers Sometimes, yeah, it's like uh, right. he wanted to to make us play also like that. Okay. But, but then like, the whole year he was insisting on that. Yeah. But then someday at the end of the year he he told us, "I give you that. That's my thing. But then you do whatever you want with that, you know." And and then yes, you will you will use more bow and all that. But if you practice that really now with me, just like that, and you play only like that with me, then. Uh, it will be great uh, to 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 do whatever you want because you will have that in your in your in your head, you know, and in your fingers. In, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So something that sort of could feel a little bit constrictive at times, but it it was just a way in the you know it was just a way of of, of uh, you practicing a certain mm. that certain technique. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. That's 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 interesting. But that, that must mean that I mean that it must be quite difficult to then move away from that when he says okay now do what you want <laughs> you're gonna have that into your fingers aren't you That's gonna... yes then then uh, after the school you know uh, yes you the school is like a world you are into and a certain time but then sure 
Uh, there are so much information information you receive also not only from uh, violin but from all the lessons you have to integrate and then I think it it takes some years after the school to integrate all that and to to choose way to play and uh, you know to 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 take the the good you received to do your own thing it mm. takes time. I think yeah. because it's really, really very um, uh, dense, very um, dense. Mm -hmm. You said yeah. you say that. Yeah. Heavy, uh, very thick, very dense, very. The 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 school is is really a lot, a lot of information. And after the school, they they will they they uh, they said us that you know. Uh, the teachers like um, they said okay after the school take time to practice to to integrate of that because all that because it's 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 not just during the school that you will integrate all the material no. but yes it takes time then to, to choose choose the what you want to play in which uh, aesthetic you want to play it's that's good in jazz because you can choose you can choose what you want to do and and it always um, I think people will like I don't know because uh, if you choose something it's like that yeah <laughs> but it's good to, to to have the possibility to choose and to inspire yourself by by Didier but also uh, other people and we had uh, Joanne Renard so that was very good he mm -hmm. he made us um, practice a lot of uh, Charlie Parker Coltrane uh, Michael Brecker more saxophone players and that's good too it was really good compliment I was lucky because I had first Pierre Blanchard and he he teached me really um, something very clear you know about harmony which note to do on which chord uh, why uh, things like that very very good then didier for the reason was very uh, demanding uh, insisting on that and also to tell a story while playing uh, to express yourself you know uh, he ins insisted a lot on that and joanne renard more uh, practicing uh, saxophone players and also scales and arpeggios a lot with uh, Joanne Renard. So that was that was really good because um, each each teacher that I had was um, in complement from from another. I don't know, completing what, yeah. what, what the other yeah, said. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. Complicated. So <laughs> it complemented each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, that's cool. Sounds like a great. Yeah, great, um, great education. There. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I, I think I was lucky to have a good education, and I needed because I, I was coming from classical, so I mm. really was not able to learn alone. Yeah, by myself. <laughs> then I stayed in Paris first. I wanted to try. Um, I, I had, I would have had the possibility to go back to Switzerland but I wanted to try a little more Paris. I uh, went a lot into a gypsy jazz uh, session like every night out <laughs> uh, and that was very good it was a, a good school to, to go a lot in jam sessions but it was more easy to go in gypsy jazz because with the violin uh, 
in jazz uh, jam sessions it was more uh, difficult to integrate myself but i did it too um and um i did it too uh, but i i um and i really well, then uh, after all these years um studying jazz i i began really to prefer more modern um things but um i was always playing gypsy jazz because i play violin so <laughs> so i but i wanted to play more jazz so i went a little to in paris to jam sessions to le busy salé that was more uh, binary uh, things and then also in new york i went two times in new york and i spent time there to go to jam sessions but actually in new york i was a lot uh, doing a lot of gigs manouche too <laughs> at the end i went for jazz but i i was playing manouche but uh, mm. so <laughs> and um and then i created my, my uh, I, I began to compose because i i wanted to play more modern jazz but N uh, nobody uh, calls me for uh, because I play violin. It's a classic, you know? yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, so there was no really possibility. Um, so I, I, I composed and I, I began to create, um, try to create my own music to be able to play jazz too. And so I recorded the first EP with. Um, piano player uh, Laurent Coulondre. It was in 2013. Um, then, uh, but, but he was playing organ in in this uh, EP, EP, and uh, with the uh, drummer to Pierre Alain Toucanier. And then I recorded an album and in 2016 uh, in quartet with with piano this time, piano, contrabass, and and drums. That was really more the sound I, I wanted. Uh, because when I compose, I always use the piano. I don't play piano, huh? uh, just the chords or guitar, just the chords. And it's really by hearing, uh, uh, playing the chords and singing that I, I, I try to compose. And then uh, I, I was doing my project like that. And then um, playing also sometimes in, uh, in in with with gypsy jazz guitar players. I I played with uh, Vava Wadler in Germany. I recorded an album with him with Ninin Garcia a lot also. And in Paris, I I did a lot of small gigs with with all, well, with. Uh, if, I think I, I really was, uh, I, I know everybody from uh, Gypsy Jazz in Paris and I was playing with everybody in that place in another. Um, but yes, um, and then I, after recording my album, I, I, I had, I was pregnant. <laughs> and so that changed a lot of things too. Um, being pregnant. I, I began to feel really unuseful and miserable. <laughs> so, because I, I was like, uh, uh, I, I, at the end, I, I couldn't make any concerts anymore. I was very uh, tired and 
each step was uh, very complicated for me. So I began to 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 make some videos in internet, pedagogic videos, uh, and to have a new kind of new goal through that too. Um, and that was very good actually because now uh, since six years ago I I did a lot uh, of uh, teaching jazz violin in French I have a blog I have uh, YouTube videos now I have uh, I created a, an online method also and and that's really uh, like a new you know a new way I, I went into that I would never have done I think if I wouldn't have had children because I, I didn't want to 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 be on the computer and all that but at the end now I really like it because I'm uh, more independent independent I, 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 I work when I want and then with the COVID that was also perfect that I had began that before because with the covid well i had a, i had an, another child then and he was very baby uh, during the covid but 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 people were more also uh, interested uh, into um, online classes and and i had already begun so it was really well, it was really good I think it was really, really good for me. And now I want to concentrate more on that because um, I want to concentrate on my project. I, I just recorded a, a, a new album this time with a wonderful pianist, uh, Giovanni Mirabassi and uh, François Moutin uh, from New York. Uh, I, 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 Baptiste Herbin in the saxophone also and uh, Luc Milperes um, at the drums. And they are really monsters. It's, uh, it's amazing. They are so good. And and um, and for the first time, I, I I mixed classical and jazz. I really felt this uh, a, a new. I, I needed to to go back to classical. And to mix, so I I made some classical melodies in jazz, but also I composed in classical way, but. Uh, um, I made some compositions mixing classical jazz and pop. So I I just recorded now and still not uh, mixed mm. and uh, mastered and it's really yeah. in a, in a, it's really in prepara preparation but I was really happy to well, during the recording it's to to listen to to my music played by so good musicians it was it was crazy it was in incredible mm. and, uh, i i hope this will be nice i i hope to, to to i will find some concerts with this band because because um no, i really hope that so i this will be my priority 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 um my project and um, and the teaching on internet. Mm. Excellent. Yeah. And well, I, I will do other things too, but but but. Um, but the things that you focus on does. Two yes, things. I try to focus on that because uh, also with the children is not so easy to organize uh, a 
lot of things, but yeah. Uh, now, now, now I focus on that. Yes. It'd be interesting to know actually what you, when you're talking about mixing classical and jazz, what, you know, when you're in your compositions, what specifically, how how does that work? What do you mean by um, that? My compositions this time. Well, I I told you I compose more by uh, playing piano and singing, but this time I composed with the violin. More. Ah, okay. I start yep. from the, the the violin, and I studied another. Uh, I, I began for to practice for for myself uh, Bach uh, and uh, uh, other things, but and then uh, some things came to me. Um, but there's there's a lot of uh, of actually there are there is also a lot of voice in my album, but. But the bass is more um, with the violin, some classical, I don't know, some some stuff inspired from classical, and then then with jazz ar arrangement, and uh, mm. also I have some some piece with a little chop because during the the first confinement, I, I began to to study a little chop. Oh, okay, that yeah. was really. The, uh, before I, I wasn't doing that at all. Ah, okay. But then I, I, I you know, I, I studied Casey Dreesen methods. Yeah. Do you know it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I did that a lot, like ages ago, actually. Uh, Is it, did, uh, did you download videos? Is it, does it, yeah. Did, yeah, they still exist. That's cool. Yeah, I need yeah, to yeah. find mine. Because yes. I, I, I bought, I, I think I bought them like 10 years ago. Ah, yeah. And I, and I did, and I learned, you know, I can sort yeah. of chop, not mm. that well. Mm. To some degree, um, but yeah, they're great. Yeah, during the first confinement, I, my, my daughter hated uh, that I, I, I practiced violin, but the chop ah. was okay. She, I, <laughs> I was uh, practicing. She was uh, uh, the baby was in the bed. She was like uh, playing with the dolls, you know, and I was uh, chopping, and she was singing with uh, with me. And <laughs> that was okay for her. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but then yeah i'm not then i i stopped <laughs> i should yeah. uh, study more i i'm not very i still i'm not good at that <laughs> but it i should a, i it's should a study difficult more. world yeah but but i there is one uh one tune i use it mm. and, uh, on, on on which uh, i use it too mm. it reminds me like the chop thing like because i can do a bit right I'm not again. Mm. I'm not good, but I can do a bit. And what happens is you'll do a, you'll get to your like. I've got like maybe one or two tempos and like one or two uh, patterns yeah. that 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 sound great. And I'm yeah. like, I can groove. I'll yeah. be in time. Yeah. But then if I was to, if someone if I was to then do that in a different tempo. Yeah, I would. I understand. It wouldn't sound as good. It would. I would probably slow down, or I'd speed yeah. up because I'm not used to. Mm -hmm. And it's like that's that's what being a drummer is, isn't it? It's mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. just being like every tempo, just being able to be like, huh, mm -hmm. huh, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Keep it down. And as violinists, we're not used to being no. the person that no, keeps no. it down. We're sure. used to. For me as well, I'm, I feel like I've always been quite a rhythmic player, and I like. You know, rhythm. I like I different you rhythms. Play guitar too. Yeah, you yeah, inspired I play. me to, to to learn guitar. You know, now now I'm I'm learning with my uh, husband. He oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been trying to my yeah I've been trying to get actually 
better recently as well, trying to maybe actually be a good rhythm player rather than just... But yeah, it's fun though, isn't it? It's super mm -mm -mm -mm. fun. I, I did it because I saw your class, uh, yeah. you know, uh, group lessons. Yeah. And as I began to do that too, I saw... My, and I was so uh, asking myself, oh, it's complicated, the technique with the playbacks and all that. I do with playbacks, but but it's really nice. And well, yeah. I, I already did some classes with guitar. I really still play bad. But if mm, I, yeah, yeah. I if oh, I yeah. if I better uh, when I will be better, I think they even if that was very bad, they were happy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. It's no one, good. yeah. I mean, if anyone, any of my students are listening, you know, yeah, I I also I think that like I'm not a good rhythm. I do sometimes worry that like you know I'm gonna get people used to weird rhythm or something. But <laughs> I do think that it is. It's really helpful because, because like you said, like this playback thing, it can work if you're really, really well organized. Yeah, yeah. You're like, right, okay, today we're gonna learn uh, the augmented scale, and we're gonna do it in C over a C7 chord, and then you've got to like search for a C7 chord backing track. Yeah. I do and, it like, too, but it's mm, so it's difficult not, though. Yeah, it's. Whereas it's, if you can just go, you know, yeah. uh, we'll do it on G now, you know, whatever. Mm, 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 mm. It's. That's uh, really good. It really, mm -mm -mm. it can be really helpful. Um, but yeah, I think my point about rhythm though is like we, we're just not used to as I, I yeah. I was saying my, myself, I, I feel like I'm quite rhythmic. I and I've always I used to play the drums when I was younger, ah, and I really like cool. rhythm. Ah, I, I like yes, rhythm. I like <laughs> I like messing around with rhythm and stuff. But mm -hmm. it, but it's still very difficult to be the person who and i was talking to someone ages ago in samwire i think joe troop is a bluegrass player and we were talking about how like as violinists we can have good rhythm and good time but it's but we're not always that or we can even have a good sense of groove but it's difficult for us to be the person that makes the groove happen and like we can maybe groove yeah. on top of something we can mm. like da -da 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 yeah. whatever but we to make that groove happen is really is a different it's a completely it's, different yeah, kettle yeah, of fish yeah. different world mm -mm. and it's difficult but it's fun as well right mm -mm -mm. Yeah. i did a lot of comping like that also you know with the violin because with my uh, uh, my uh, husband uh, boyfriend i don't know uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, we we played a lot in duo so mm. I did a lot that with him, but 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 uh, and in trio, but it's always better in trio. trio. It's perfect with the but, with the bass, but but even but then, do it's you, not easy to to keep the rhythm and to and actually, it sounds never very good at the back. Yeah, you okay. said that earlier, and I and I was gonna bring that up. Actually, you said it earlier. You were like, you know, I did this thing. I learned to comp on the violin, and but it doesn't sound very good. And I sort of agree as in not not you but i i haven't made managed to be able to comp on the violin mm -mm -mm. with with any to any uh um yeah to any effective degree i just never feel like it's you know and everyone i always i'm you know i try but i think it's a very difficult thing to do is to be yeah, able to it's not comp. an instrument to comp but but that that could but i think with the uh, viola, it's already a little. Uh, I play viola too, and I was uh, doing viola ah. chops, and uh, it's it's it's. It's better. But it's a, but, yes, but 
it will never be like a guitar. You know, if you want to yeah. make some uh, gypsy comping, it will never yeah. sound like guitar. No. It can sound good, but 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 it's still violin. <laughs> yeah, it sort of sounds good with another violin. That's when it sounds yeah. the best. If you yeah. if you're comping another violin, but I find like comping a guitar. I just don't, I've never felt good about that. Ne mm -hmm, not once. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've never done it and been like, yeah, that was good. And I've never, yeah. yeah no, yeah. I, me too. Me neither. Me neither. I, just rec <laughs> I just recorded a duo album with my friend, a guitarist. And I was like, you know, I'm going to try some comping stuff. And some of the tracks, I've done it and I'm just like, it was oh, it just wasn't happy. I need to, you know, I did it very slight. I probably wasn't like, I wasn't, mm. uh, confident so maybe that was part mm -hmm. of it but it's, i just don't know i think mm, yeah but with with the bass it can be good hmm. it, it can be better with a good uh, bass bass player yeah but yeah. it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a, still it's, violent <laughs> yeah. the thing is is sax players don't worry about this they're never like oh why can't i comp it's like because you're a sax player, no one wants to hear you comp. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, as violinists, we feel like we should be able to. It's, but it's better to have something. For example, if you are in trio and uh, yeah. if you are in trio with saxophone, he can't do anything. And the guitar player has no harmony just with the bass. And no, it, yeah. it, it can but be they, better but... with a little violin, but it still don't won't be a guitar. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's but it, it can be better. Yeah. It can, yeah. it can, it can um, add something to the music. Yeah, I, I, I do. Yeah, I agree. It's just, it's finding that place where, you know, it's yeah. finding the right place for mm -mm -mm -mm. it. Mm -mm. Um, hey, thanks so much for chatting to me. Uh, I think that's, that covers it, you know. Really interesting to hear your thoughts on stuff and hear, you know, how you got into playing. Um, yeah, thanks so much for chatting to me. Well, is there anything you. that you're, you know, that, I mean, you did already say this, what you're working on, you're working on uh, this new album, getting it mixed and stuff. Is that, do you know when that might be coming out? Uh, beginning of um, 2022, I think. Mm -hmm. I hope. Okay. Or yeah. end of uh, 2021, but I, I, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Maybe. There's more to work always, on, is there? It's always later that we think, so... <laughs> yeah. It takes time. The post-production takes always more time. Yeah. Yeah. With the first okay. album, album, I really... <laughs> it was a, a patience exercise for me. Because yeah. I realized how much time it takes to... The, to, to, to do everything it's not just record the music but then there are so much things uh, that have uh, yeah as in sort of the post-production mixing mastering yeah. making the album creating this create are yeah, you making yeah. CDs will it be will, do you know yes yeah, CDs and online uh... online yeah but then also there are there are you know I I, I, I work with the producer so we have to uh, each Interesting, but I, I'm happy because I felt a little alone on the first album for all the decisions. So I am happy to, to work with a, a label, but oh, okay. I had some label, but it was different. But this time um, 
I have some. I have more uh, accompaniment on all the the things to do, and uh, mm -hmm. I'm happy for that. But are you are you I'm releasing interested. with a label? Are you? Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Excellent. Yes. Um. Well, good. I look forward to hearing it. Yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for chatting to me. Um. Yeah. Uh, hope, hope to you're see you welcome. again. Thank you. Maybe see you in person in Samoa if you're there. Yes, you year. go to Samoa every Each year. year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, since I have children, I I I, uh, I didn't go, but <laughs> before I was going also. Yeah. yeah. Every year, but but now. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe next time. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, nice to see you. Yeah. Nice to see you. Okay. Bye. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Thanks for joining me today, guys. Uh, you've been listening to me, Matt Holborn, and my guest, Eva Slongo. Uh, it was a real pleasure to chat with her about her music and all that. I'm trying to think of anything that's happening to me at the moment. Not that much. Everything's opening up, which is nice. It's nice to uh, get the chance to get out and play some gigs and see some gigs, see our friends. So yeah, everything in the UK is sort of opening up. I think that seems to be what's going on in the rest of the world. Uh, it seems like we might be through the worst of it, but who knows? Who knows? Here we are again. I'm talking and talking and talking. Uh, too much at the end of my episode. It always happens. And I'm always... Uh, I would be very interested to know who actually managed to get this far. If you managed to get this far, I am proud of you. I'm, you know, I'm also a bit worried about you. I'm a bit worried about you. I feel like you should get something else to do in your life because listening to me talking like this must make you go crazy. Um, actually, you know, on that note though, if you would like to keep listening to me talking like this, this ramble that I'm doing right now. Um, is something that you you get a little bit more of that if you uh, subscribe to me on Patreon. So if you subscribe to the Patreon, which I've told you about before, um, you get one free episode with just me talking about music and what I'm working on and what um, and different ways to uh, you know practice music and things like that. Just different ideas. You get a solo episode from me once a month. So that's maybe one of the good things about the Patreon that I didn't mention earlier. Hey, there you go. Okay, uh, and I'm going to stop talking now. Nice to chat at you. See you soon. Bye bye.